Hey golfers, what's up? This is Tim Connor, golf coach out of the Pacific Northwest, specifically Spokane Valley, Washington. This podcast is Chasing Your Best. The reason us call that is because we dedicate it to helping golfers reach down and chase down their golfing goals. I'm not here to tell you what those goals should be. I'm here to help facilitate that transaction and get you one step closer towards doing whatever is important to you. I want you to have more tools, more resources, and more things to help you inch along towards whatever is important to you. I've dedicated my career to helping golfers and through those trials and tribulations, ups and downs, lots of student interactions, I just wanna, I wanna pass along the things I've learned and I also want that information to live on somewhere. I don't wanna just give a lesson and let it die. Like when I learn something truly valuable, I wanna pass it along so so that that seed gets to grow and expand outward and we get to reach more people and help more people. Which brings me to an interesting point. This podcast is right on the tipping point of being a legit thing, meaning that it's reaching a lot of people and if we reach a few more, it's a real thing. And I wanna thank you all for helping me get there. I also ask that if you dig it, leave it a review. If you hate it, send me an email and forward it to a friend. Like one last little splurge to the top of the mountain and this podcast is a legit thing. It will be around for many, many years to come. Anyway, let's hop into today's agenda. I want to talk about slicers and hookers. You're one of the two. Don't tell me you hit it straight because you don't hit it straight. I've heard that, I've heard that old story way too many times. Well, tell me about your ball flight. I, I hit it pretty straight. And, and what's your average score? 99, 100? Okay. If you shoot 99 or 100 or 80 or 75 or even 72, I'll give you a break if you shoot 72. You don't hit it straight. You don't have the control of your ball flight you're looking for. You lack control when that either comes to contact or direction. And today we're going to talk specifically about direction and how to manage your direction and get you a few more tools in your tool belt to help you manage your direction and work on your ball flight. Now, long answer short, and I've done a podcast on this before, but my preferred ball flight is a very small push draw. I like the club working inside out a few degrees. I like the club face slightly closed to that, and that produces a small push draw, which to most people's eyeballs looks like a straight ball flight. If you're out on the PGA Tour range and you think they're hitting it straight, well, this golf ball, this ball flight is that flight. A lot of players play a small draw. A lot of players play a small fade. At the end of the day, nobody works it too much right or to the left, and those that do would be the exception, not the norm. Players like a Bubba Watson that play a lot of side spin on the golf ball. Uh, they do it, and there are some that can do it, but that is certainly not the easiest, the path of least resistance. I think it's a path of more resistance, and honestly, having a predictable ball flight that flies relatively high, relatively straight, with good contact, can take you take you to the promised land. So let's first talk about hookers. They mean their ball curves to the left for a right-handed golfer. But let's talk about some things. So this, this goes universally to every golfer ever since the beginning of time. We have to have a setup that sets you up for success, meaning that your club face is relatively square when you set up. Your grip is relatively neutral or in the ballpark for a successful golf grip. You are doing things with your setup that look like a golfer. Now, I don't want to dive down that rabbit hole. Let's talk about curvature. And the reason I preface with that is because many of you hookers, many of you, are a player that starts with their club face closed in the setup. If you don't know how to judge it, I want you to buy, go online and get a little magnetic tool that clips onto the sweet spot of your golf club and it will show you where your golf club is pointed. The little magnetic tool costs somewhere between five and $15. It's one of the very most valuable training aids because it will teach you how to align your club face. Now, another way you can do it is you can set your club face down and then you can pick it up with your grip so the shaft of the club is parallel to the ground. 
lift it off the ground so the shaft of the club is parallel to the ground and look at where the leading edge of that club is pointed. It should be pointed straight up and down. It should not point slightly canted downward or upward. It should be pointed straight up and down, 12 o'clock, and that is a square club face. Many of you hookers start with a closed club face, but if you're still hooking the golf ball, let's talk about that and how it happens. Most of you, and I'm going to speak to 99% of you, 98% of you, from that point, if you hook the golf ball, you hook the golf ball because you flip the club, meaning you bring the club down faster than it should be in the downswing. When you get to the top of your golf swing, we form a 90 degree angle between our lead arm and the club. That's Think of it like an L shape. And at some point, that L shape has to straighten out. For most of you that hook the golf ball, you straighten it out too early, too fast, and that's a cast, that's a flip. And whether it's just a little flip or a big flip, whatever degree of flip it is, Flipping the golf club is a closing club face function. I find it very rare that a player swings inside out and doesn't flip the club and hooks it. And the next thing we should talk about is your swing path. There are also some of you that have a good club face alignment, or but you still hook the golf ball. But you think you hook the golf ball because your club face is too closed. When the reality isn't your club face is too closed, you either, you either flip it or you swing outside in, or some combination of both. And both of those things are will take a club face alignment that could be relatively square or even open, and they close it and they slam it shut. Let's review hookers. You are either flipping the golf club, or your path is too far outside in, or you're starting with your club face closed. It's almost always one of those three things. Almost always. Now there are some very rare small percentage of you that actually hook the golf ball because you have too much lead wrist rotation and you actually work the club face too shut. But that is a very rare problem. It's also a good player problem. Most of you that do that are single digit handicaps and you probably have shot in some really great scores in your life. The rest of you, you either start with it closed, you flip it closed, or you swing outside in, or some combination of those three things. Your grip is always a factor, your setup is always a factor, but we want to start relatively neutral there. And I wanted to talk more about in-swing things that lead to hooking today. Now let's talk about slicers. In my progression of fixing a slice, I used to commonly fix the path first as, a, as an early golf instructor. Although you can fix your path first if you're a slicer, it's not the path of least resistance, meaning that if you're a slicer, for example, someone who curves the golf ball to the right for a right-handed player, you take that player and you teach them to swing more inside out or more to the right of their target. All you're going to do is you're going to take the start line of their slice and you're going to move it even further to the right. So that is not a friendly way to play golf. It's a very unfriendly way to play golf and hitting it right going right is one of the hardest ways to get gain a player's trust. And it's just, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. It's not playable. If you're in the off season, you could potentially go that route. But here's my recommendation after teaching like 15,000 golf lessons, fix the club face first, meaning that learn to use your grip in your hands to close the club face. And once you've learned to close the club face, then you can circle back to the swing path. So if you're a slicer, we fix the club face first. Now we can circle back to the fundamentals we talked about, meaning that you always start with a relatively neutral setup. Grip is neutral, club face is square. And then from that point, you need to learn to close the club face. Closing the club face is angling it more downwards towards the ground, of which you could do in your takeaway. And then once you get to the top of your swing, closing your club face is pointing it more towards the sky. And then once you get back in the downswing, again, it's angling that club face and pointing it more towards the ground. Use your wrists and your grip to close the club face as much as possible and get you to hooking it. If you're a slicer, you don't just go from slicing it to hitting it straight. You could, but you're, you're, you're skipping something in the middle, which is a major step, which is learning to hook the golf ball 
and also hooking the golf ball and then coming back to your path later. So I take a slicer, I teach them to hook the golf ball, and then after they've learned to hook it, we come back and we refine their path and we get that ball started on the right line. For slicers, let's review. You're slicing the golf ball because your club face is open. You need to learn to close it. Closing the golf club is twisting it counterclockwise for a right-handed player. If you hold the golf club in your left hand and you're just holding it out and you twist it counterclockwise, that is what closing the club face is. And now you can do that in the takeaway, you can do that at the top of your swing, you can do that in the downswing, you can do it through impact, you can do it in your follow through, and you just need to continue to learn to close the club face more and more and more and more until you've learned to actually hook the golf ball. Once you've learned to hook the golf ball, now we can circle back to your swing path and we can teach you to start at right of target by adjusting your swing path and not flipping the club and doing all the things we told the hookers not to do. Now slicers and hookers, there's hope for both of you. I just wanted you to understand your path to improvement a little more. I want you to understand there's layers to this thing. You don't just get to go to hitting the golf ball straight. And if you just do go to hitting the golf ball straight, chances are there's some kind of compensation in there that that is not ideal, meaning that you hit it straight with a small flip or you hit it straight with a swing path that's still outside in. We go from slicing to hooking back to straight. And then once you're at straight, then I still want you to learn to work the golf ball both directions because ultimately this, the, this golf club is a tool and it's a tool that the more aptitude you have, the more understanding you have of your tool, the better golf you're going to play long-term. We're not in it for short-term fixes here. We're in here to build long-term skills and long-term fundamentals. To me, that is the sustainable way to build skills over time. That is also the way that builds the strongest foundation and withstands pressure and withstands tournament golf and will actually hold up. And you need to increase your understanding of your golf club as well as your education for your own golf swing. Because when things go wrong, you need to be the one, you need to be your doctor. You need to diagnose why it went wrong, what you can do to fix it, and how you can go about correcting those things. That doesn't mean you need to do it all on your own, but you need to understand these things all on your own. If you're a golf coach out there, you should never feel bad about empowering your students with the knowledge of how to swing the club, what they should be doing, how to diagnose what they They've done wrong because the more knowledge everyone has, the more we all grow. Raising seas rise all ships. That's something that I really have grown to live by as I've grown older, meaning that we shouldn't hide information. We should share information. We can all be better as a whole. The more we're better as a whole, the more we will all benefit from it. The more golfers that will play, the more happy golfers will be out on the golf course. The more happy golfers that are on the golf course, the more they're going to play golf, the more they're going to spend money, the more they're going to buy golf lessons, the more they're going to want to improve their game. We want happy golfers. We want educated golfers. We want to educate ourselves. We want to understand our golf swing. And we want to have the long vision in sight. I appreciate you for hanging out for another podcast. Share it with a friend. Leave it a review. Send me an email. Let me know your thoughts. And I will catch you back here. Same time, same place next week.